Three, two, one. Uh, uh, perfect. Hello, and welcome to the first episode of <laughs> <laughs> the Mash <laughs> Stop laughing. This is a serious endeavor. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm your host, Ashley. And Min. I'm, we were, <laughs> we're your hosts. We're your hosts. We're I'm your sorry. Host. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we just had an idea today. I was listening to my little crime junkie podcast on the treadmill, and I thought, you know, how fun would it be to have our own podcast with my bestie, Min? Hey, y'all, I'm Min. Yeah, so we are both college students, and we're both pre-med, and I don't know, we just wanted to do something for fun, not for, you know... We're, we're, not, we're not trying to, like, get famous off of this or anything, no, but if we, if we want, do... If like, we do, it's fine, but slay. we just want to talk. We just want to talk about things that we think are funny or we, like, have our opinions on or advice on, so... And so if we, like, you know, if any sponsors are listening right now, we would love for a sponsorship with y'all, and, you know, we could definitely get y'all some business. Like, like our viewers right now, like, they're... They are potatoes. Our potatoes... <laughs> <laughs> okay so um what is what is the basis on this like what are we doing with this podcast we are basically going to just have a conversation like we usually do but we are using you know um reddit posts as like prompts for bigger conversations sometimes maybe they'll be serious most of the time it'll be funny because we don't like talking about serious topics because serious is boring there's too many serious things going on in the world right now and i think we just need a little more Pep. A little more laughter, a little more funny, haha. A little live, love, laugh. A little funny. So, yeah, we're going to start with this one post from Our Confession. I used to chill <laughs> in random people's houses when they weren't home. Okay. That's it. That's it. <laughs> no, I'm reading the confession. <laughs> Stop. Okay. Years ago, when I lived in my previous city, I used to walk around neighborhoods that were not mine and look for houses where the occupants were clearly not home and then see if any entries were unlocked. If I could get in through a door or window, I would usually go into their house and just chill on their couch, sometimes watch their TV and eat their food. Also, most people's dogs are idiots when it comes to randos entering their home. I just took jerky treats with me, and most were like herder, new human friendo. Or doors. <laughs> so I chilled with random people's pets too. Lol. Lol. I used a raw chicken breast I stole out of one house's fridge to with people when I was drunk one time, <laughs> I eating the entire thing raw with my bare hands while making intense eye contact. I was never caught for any of this. Wait. First of all, this person is definitely a millennial. They did the whole, like, you know, like when people were like, oh, doggo, look at this cute doggo. Like, these little puppers. Yes, um, definitely a millennial. No, but like I'm thinking about it. Have you ever heard of that, um, like that one murderer, like serial killer? That where... would like jiggle people's doorknobs. No, and, no, like, no, no. If they were home, then they would be like, if it like unlocked. Yeah, if it unlocked, yeah. he took it as a sign of like you're welcome. In. Yeah, that's what it's giving me. That's but, some like, vampire ish. This guy's just weird. <laughs> this guy, this guy just likes raw chicken breast. I guess. I just don't understand like. The raw chicken breast part wasn't necessary. I feel like you could have just ended at the whole part where you were like, I brought jerky treats and that's why I was allowed in with the dogs. Like you didn't have to like talk about the raw chicken breast that you ate that's just, that you stole from someone's house. That's so weird. And like the eye contact part. 
Okay. <laughs> what are we supposed to do with that information? I'm calling Cap on that, actually. <laughs> um, I don't believe that in the slightest. I don't know. That story was... It was mid. A, it was mid. That was, was mid. Pretty, <laughs> it was pretty mid. Anyways, what's um, the next? So the next thing is, which toppings do you not like on pizza? <laughs> I, I thought you weren't doing this one. Oh. I, it's I, fine. I it's thought fine. we... I, 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 no, it's fine. Hey. Okay. Um, what toppings do I not like on pizza? No. I think anything would be a pizza topping, actually. Anchovies? Yeah. You eat anchovies? Yeah. In like a, a Caesar salad? Nom, 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 nom. I'm eating that shit. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Ew. I would never eat anchovies on a pizza. That sounds so disgusting. They're good. It's a little salty salty topping no okay but okay what's your opinion on pineapples on pizza they're fine i think that any which one would you prefer though i would prefer pineapples but obviously i think anything anything can be on a pizza i just don't think that you should limit people to what they put on pizzas because this sounds like a controversial topic <laughs> it is a controversial topic because i don't understand why so many people are so passionate about like being like that shouldn't be allowed on pizza i don't think there should be rules to that like I don't know. That's just my thought. So what if someone put like M&Ms and like gummy <laughs> well, bears on it? obviously that's, that's obvious. Like the thing with- That you, you're going back. No, <laughs> you're, you, that is a logical fallacy because obviously no one was going to suggest putting M&Ms on pizza. Like that is way beyond the realm of actual like possible pizza toppings. So obviously like you have It's not even in the same like ballpark. You haven't watched Elf. That's not the same thing. Also, he puts it on <laughs> pasta. So- Obviously, you haven't watched Elf. <laughs> no, but that's what I was talking about. Like, there's no, there's, there's not like any rule on putting things on food. You just do it. But you were just arguing against me. <laughs> I hate you. Okay. Okay. <laughs> on to the next. And I faked my word for our sponsors. <laughs> we have no sponsors. Stop lying. Sorry. Okay. Second confession. I faked my voice for half a year, and I don't think I'm faking anymore. I was viewed as an intimidating and boring person, but internally, I strived to help people. There's a lot of people at my school who have mental health issues, and I wanted to... T Why am I laughing? <laughs> That's not funny. I didn't, read, I didn't read through this whole thing. I didn't know if it was funny or not. I just thought that like, the title was intriguing. As I said, we can have serious conversations. Uh, I wasn't serious laughing. Serious conversations are open on the mash pod. I wasn't laughing at the mental health issues. As a psychology major, I take offense to that. Whatever. Okay. There's a lot of people at my school who have mental health issues, and I wanted to develop a close connection with someone to deeply influence their life. But I felt as my bad personality and voice were holding me back from having a good friendship with someone. I didn't want to be like the other dudes who have a deep voice and have a boring personality. So I changed the way I speak and added enthusiasm to my voice. I improved my bad social skills and personality. I also changed the way I look. The first few months, it felt like I was putting up an act. I knew this wasn't the real me. But as the months went by, I accepted this way of life. I made lots of friends and influenced their lives deeply by caring and making them feel understood. Most of my friends emotionally rely on me and go to me for advice. I also have some friends who like hugs from me. I know they're not using me because I have conventional friendships with my friends, making jokes, talking, etc. My life became so much better. I've become more social and better looking. I don't think you can become better looking, but... <laughs> no, but it's like confidence. Yeah, that's I true. I like it's confidence. 
People said my voice is really smooth slash calming and I have a narrator voice. It doesn't feel like I'm faking anymore. I actually have to try to make my voice the way it originally was. It's just the way I naturally talk now. I became a completely different person and I don't think I'm going to return to the way I originally was. I guess I found myself and no longer have default settings. This is interesting. Um, like, I'll let you give your thoughts on it first, though. Okay, so, like, what I'm thinking about it is, like, I do understand where it's coming from because I do have, like, two different voices. Like, whenever I went to university, um, in the beginning, I had, like, a really deep voice compared to how I usually talk. And um, it was just mainly, like, insecurities and stuff. So, like, originally, my voice was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, how it is right now whenever I'm talking. But whenever I was first here, I was like, hey, what's up, like like what are you doing and like, like it was just like really different but it was because like i haven't really like found myself here and i wasn't really comfortable in the situation that i was so it was just like like you change for other people like people usually adapt to other people depending on their environment and so that's what i kind of did and that's what i feel like this redditor did but eventually you do find yourself and you like just stay the person that you are and it does like he said that he was like in the beginning that was my real self but towards the end like he found his true self and i feel like if you feel like you're helping people and you really feel comfortable in the skin that you are at that point then maybe that is the true you yeah i agree i mean i don't really see anything wrong with this i think everyone does this to some extent like obviously there are certain people that you talk to like groups of people that you change around like obviously when I'm around like adults and stuff I'll be like I'll talk a little higher like I'm a little like, bit hey, more respectful how are you? you know a little bit more respectful obviously and then like you know around my around like big groups of like girls and stuff you like you, you know everyone does this your voice goes like higher but when you're around like people who you're more comfortable with like my voice gets deeper I don't know if I can talk for you know everyone else like yeah, obviously like, yours gets higher but mine gets lower <laughs> mine, um, get, mine does get higher whenever it's around uh, comfortable people um yeah but I think everyone does this obviously this person I think this is just a really good example of someone like finding themselves and becoming more comfortable with themselves and it's not necessarily bad to like change yourself if you don't like something about yourself like changing it for the better obviously you've become like a great friend to some people and you're helping people so yeah. i don't see anything wrong with it and i think everyone does this but i feel like um like this situation it was a good situation and like they found themselves and they really like appreciated how they changed for the better because like um i i do see what they said in the beginning how it was like normal guys they would just like have a really deep voice and not really have any emotion in it but um which i do see like a lot of guys are like and so it's kind of hard to go to them. So, um, you know, any viewers that are listening right now, remember to be compassionate, empathetic, love others. Although I do think that there could be, it could be said about um, associating like masculine, um, like traits. masculine traits with not having like compassion, not having any feelings. And I think there could be a lot said about having to change yourself and your voice to sound more compassionate i feel like there shouldn't be a specific you know type of voice that is ca like characterized as a compassionate person obviously there's going to be like tones and stuff yeah. but i don't think like the way your voice sounds should like have connotations i think it's more of what you say than mm -hmm. like how your voice sounds because like i could sound like this 
but like be like the best person ever, like giving advice or something. And I could always sound like this. Or I could be like, oh my gosh, yeah, like you suck. Like, <laughs> it's not like the tone. Yeah. Is, is more of like what yeah. you say. Definitely. All right. On to the next. <laughs> on to the next. Okay. So I guess this will probably go off of the last one. I was going to save this for last, but what were the best slash worst things about going to college? Because I know we both had very different like Ugh. experiences. Yeah. So um, best. So wait, what is it asking? Uh, what were your like best slash worst experiences of coming to college? Ugh. About going to college. I think the best for me was getting involved on campus. Obviously, it brought me friends like you. <laughs> Stop it. Stop. <laughs> you. Um, not to be sappy or anything, but it brought me friends like you. It gave me something to do. Um, cause not gonna lie, it was very hard. Um, my transition to college and I didn't think it was, I mean, I didn't think it was going to be because I was like, well, I've moved around so much. Like I have no trouble, you know, fitting in places, making friends and stuff. But like, I think everyone has that problem when they first get to college because it's, there's so many people, like depending on where you go, our school is really big. It's like huge. Not as huge as some other it's, schools, but it's, like it's, a, it's mid, a decent size. a little size. higher than mid. Yeah, it's like a decent size. There's like thousands, like tens of thousands of people mm-hmm. here. And it's just so hard to kind of like find your way around it for the first semester. And Especially since like our year is the biggest that our university has ever had. Mm-hmm, definitely. And I think the culture also kind of lends itself to a lot of people coming here with their pre-established group and kind of like staying in it so that was definitely a hard thing for me to do like even joining a sorority like a lot of the girls who are in my pledge class already know we knew each other and have friends and they've kind of like stuck with that and I don't like I understand I know how hard it is to like kind of break away from your friend group and like let other people in um so that's just been hard like the, th- the big thing about our university is that a lot of people from in-state come to this college. Like, it's usually, like, you know, if you go to a bigger school in like California or something, it's always out-of-state students. Like, the ratio is very different compared to here. I think about, like, 70% is in-state. Like, a, it's a good amount. And so, like, usually it's a bunch of, like, friend groups that come and they stay together. And so you already have, like, an established friend group rather than branching out. So, uh, Yeah. It was also hard to leave my boyfriend. That was, that's another hard thing. Um, that's all I'm going to say about that. Okay. So for me, um, it was definitely like a different experience. I, I remember whenever I first moved out, I was crying. I was like, I didn't even cry to my parents. I like went to my cousin's house. And I started crying to her. I was like, I'm so sad. Like, I'm an adult. Like, I'm never going to be back home. We're like back home and like my parents are going to be like supporting me. Like, this is all on my own now. And so that was like a really hard transition. But once I got down here, it was like, it was, it was like pretty easy to get adjusted. I like applied to be involved just to like spend time with other people and branch out. And that is, like, definitely a really hard thing to do, especially when you go to a bigger university is, like, branching out and finding new friends. For me, a lot of people from my high school came to this university. And, um, you know, a lot of them I grew up with for 12 years, and I really knew them, and we were in friend groups with each other. But I realized once I came to university, 
I was, I kind of branched away from them. We all did, but some of them did stay in their own groups. And I mean, that's fine. Like, that's totally fine if you really need that support system and y'all can make new friends throughout the year. But I kind of ended up not really being friends with them anymore. Like, we're still friends, but not as close as we were in high school. And so this really helped me, like, branch out and get to know other people because, I mean, in high school, middle school, all of that, you're with each other for 12 years. It's everything's the same like it's nothing different but once you go to university like there's so many different people that you can meet there's so many different like views that you see because these people are a lot of people are from out of state and so um i was able to like get adjusted to that really quickly because i am i, I do like to be a little outgoing but one of the hardest things for me definitely about finding myself was rushing like that was that was a hard experience for me because i just wasn't really used to like the atmosphere and the environment that i was in but eventually like you just have to realize that like nothing anyone thinks about you will ever define you and so that's like what really helped me come into college yeah and i'll add on to that just a little regarding involvement i will say like i honestly like, I wasn't really considering getting, like, super involved in college because I was super involved in high school, and I was like, I don't want to do that again. Like, I don't want to be that girl. I don't want to, like, overload myself all the time. And honestly, I think it was probably just, like, a time management thing for me. But at the same time, like, I sort of am doing the same. I, I am, like, overloading myself still. Yeah. Um, but Yeah. But I'm definitely, like, trying to, like, pull back a little bit. But I think it's just really helpful in general mm -hmm. because it does help you branch out and even if you don't like continue with it just trying it out your first semester i would definitely recommend it you don't have to like go crazy yeah like but you don't have to be involved in anything because there's always like university organizations that host things where you can mm -hmm. make friends especially for freshmen like i think during your freshman year you should definitely put yourself out there because you will find a group yeah i just think that putting yourself out there and branching out in general like not even not even in the in the wait, not even in the involvement sense just like putting yourself out there is one of the best things that you can do for yourself your freshman year I know it's scary like I am not that type of person to like put myself out there like but it's really benefited me and kept me from leaving <laughs> <laughs> but like um you also have to remember that they're also in the same shoes as you are they're trying to make friends. They're trying to put themselves out there. So, like, don't feel embarrassed or anything. Don't feel like you shouldn't put yourself out there. Everyone is going through the same thing, and everyone has gone through this. So it's definitely, like, I mean, you could honestly talk about that. Be like, oh, I was trying to put myself out there. And then the other person will be like, oh, yeah, me too. And you'll become, like, really good friends after that. So just <laughs> stop. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just preparing my next thing. Um, oh, so you weren't listening to what I was No, saying. I was. No, it's okay. No, just, I wasn't. No. Okay, this next confession. <laughs> I'm praying this is just intuition and not something supernatural. Everyone has an obsession phase, like my little short pony, f my little pony phase, a FNAF phase, or something of the sort. I had a supernatural phase, like FNAF, ghosts, and Slenderman. Who was, who is the thing I'm going to be talking about? Bad grammar. <laughs> so my story starts when I'm in second grade. In second grade, I loved supernatural things like Slenderman. Well, one day I went on a play date with my best friend, who we'll call Zach. We all know Slenderman is fake <laughs> and is something made up by the internet, which I never wanted to admit back then. We went to this park near a forest, and Zach had brought his iPad. We played on the 
playground until he gave me his iPad and near the entrance of the park, there were markers for what I assume is sidewalk construction. There were two stakes, one with an X and another with an O. For those who don't know about Slenderman, his symbol is a combination of O with an X through it. I, for some reason, took a picture of both of the stakes and showed Zach. Now, I had no idea that this was a thing back then. Hand to God, I had no idea that it was a thing. I just wanted to be quirky and different. A little while later, or a couple years later, I finally saw, I finally wanted to look it up just because, and there I saw it, the symbol. I couldn't believe it. I just sat there, shocked. To this day, I have no idea how I knew. I have no idea how I even thought about taking those pictures. I just want to get it out of my mind. Okay, um, what? <laughs> that was a lot. The grammar. <laughs> that, was it, that was a little hard to read. I'm sorry, mega throwaway, one, two, three, four, whatever it is. Um, well, honestly, during that time period, everyone was like raving about Slenderman. Oh, I was so, obsessed. So like, definitely, definitely, like people will be just drawing that anywhere just to scare someone. Yeah, I loved watching like those scary things. I would always scare myself. No, do you remember how they were like um, Gravity Falls? <laughs> like Slenderman was in the background of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I was like, oh my god, like Gravity Falls knows. I used to watch those like top ten photos with Slenderman in the background. There was the one on the playground oh, with like ones? this. Yeah, and it was like black and white music in the background. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I scared, I scared myself so We were bad. so gullible back then, though. I don't even know why I believed that. I wasn't stupid. I wasn't. I was a very smart <laughs> child. No, I think I think it was mainly because of the Slenderman game. I forgot what song it would play. It, it was static. It was like like yeah. a bunch of static whenever you did it. I remember, uh, so like where I live, there's like a wood wooded area behind where I live. And I remember me and my siblings would just like, walk back there trying to find the notes that are like left <laughs> around we didn't find any by the way yeah probably because Slenderman isn't real but on the on the note of like horror things that i would used to look at like did have you ever watched like the video that's like the russian sleep experiment <gasps> no that's so scary that's actually really scary <laughs> no i like okay i think i stumbled across that when i was probably like 12 and if you don't know what the story is, did you ever watch? You didn't yeah, yeah, no, oh, you, no, no, I did. You did. Yeah. Anyways, for our listeners who don't know, <laughs> it was literally a creepy pasta. Which disclaimer? I believe creepy pastas aren't real. Like I'm gonna tell you this, like from the beginning. If you get scared easily, like I don't know, you're probably like 18 and don't get scared, but. Whenever you're younger, you believe everything. Like, yeah. I believe creepypastas were real. Yeah, I like, thought, Jack like, the Ripper. Jack <laughs> <laughs> I'm so scared. The, who the, was the one the with rake. no eyes? Um, wait, is that Jack? No. Jack? Wait, the like, one. eyeless Jack or something? No, I know I know two of them were married or something like that. It was, like, Sally Mary, or something. Mary the Killer. I don't know. But do you What was that smiley dog story? <laughs> <laughs> smiley dog, <don't> JPEG. <laughs> I was so scared of that whenever I was younger. Um, but... The Russian sleep experiment is basically this story about these Russian scientists who put these people in, like, a chamber with only oxygen, and it, like, kept them awake for, like, 10 days, and the people in there started going crazy, they, like, started to, like, rip their, they didn't no, have, it was with oxygen, it, it was, was just, yeah, like they, something. it was just oxygen, oh, like, straight up oxygen in the vents, oh, and they were, like, talking like all i don't even remember it was like I, I remember that they would like just keep them awake but like they, they kept them also... awake with the oxygen and then yeah. they started to like go crazy and then they would like interview they them ended too up, and ask yeah. them like how they felt and then they eventually they like stopped talking and then 
some of them like killed each other some of them like killed themselves they were like ripping off like parts of their bodies and like, like put, stuffing bad. them into like like a drain and stuff yeah. like it was very weird very scary i don't know why like the way that the youtuber presented it was like it was like real like based on a true story like i believed it <laughs> I and believed like it because i was 12 like why would i not oh i believed it when i was like 16 <laughs> oh, well i knew by then that it wasn't real but like it's stories like that that i had access to when i was like 12 on my little ipad mini like watching it at like three in the morning like i don't know why i was doing that but i was scaring myself there's also that other one where that lady came in and she had like a kitten in her mouth and like you know she was like a mannequin they were like she looked like a mannequin and she uh -huh. had a kitten in her no, mouth I see, i've seen the and one she turned to like... the doctor and was like god is dead or something no. <laughs> oh wait yeah 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 yeah. i know what you're talking about yeah um but I, I remember like a story of like the black-eyed children. They were like they would be like crying at your front doorstep, and you open the door. It's like black-eyed children, and then you like die afterwards or something like that. And I was like, she saw a man. She saw a hand. <laughs> she saw a man. And a wait, hand. wait, wait. Listen to this riddle <laughs> that I that I heard once. Go ahead. This guy. Okay, it's just a it's just a guy. He saw a man, and then he saw a hand, and then he died. How did he die? Answer after the sponsor. Okay, so the answer, <laughs> the answer is, the guy was walking across the street, and you know, like crosswalk signs, they're like the walk person is the man, and then the stop is the hand, and then he got hit by a car. <laughs> Cause it's he not, walked. It's like not a great riddle. I just think it's so funny. So man, they saw a hand. We're not as funny as we think we are. <laughs> people, are gonna, like, watch, people are gonna watch this and they're like, what? <laughs> like, what are they even thinking right now? But um, what, uh, have you ever heard of that experiment that was, I forgot what school it was at. It was a university. The Stanford prison experiment? Yes. Yeah. That's that, like an actual one. That's actual, like it's, real and it was like um they had some people be the inmates and had some people be the guards and they actually like assumed the positions and like started beating up like the prisoners and, and stuff. like the prisoners started like rioting and yeah, stuff like but they, they were, were all students yeah they were all students they were just real people like not prisoners well, yeah not that prisoners aren't real people <laughs> no, no. like they were actual students yeah but um it was like like i remember hearing about that in my that class last semester it was really wacky like how people would just assume the position and like they should do yeah. it here yeah I think, at our university i think we should do it i think i'll be the man you be the hand <laughs> <laughs> i'll kill you <laughs> that's not funny it's not okay okay final one okay you kind of touched up on this a little bit on the last one but what has traumatized you for life? I think my my unmonitored access to the internet. Like, I shouldn't be watching the creepy pastas at like eleven, twelve. Like those are like my brain is still developing. I bet my brain is all lumpy and like weird. <laughs> it's not smooth. My my neural connections are like all messed up. They're like Jack the Ripper, smiley dog, smiley dog. Like, um, yeah. <laughs> that's it i think that i think that i think that says a lot i think no it I, definitely does honestly though <laughs> because like i had like 
my parents did not monitor what I watched. And so it was always like, that's kind of why I got into my major was because my parents didn't monitor what I watched. So I was able to like research a lot of crazy things. And um, if y'all didn't know, I'm a psychology major, I wanted to be a psychiatrist. That. I was I want to be a psychiatrist and so like I looked up like a lot of disorders and stuff so that's 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 what you did with your unmonitored <laughs> internet access I watched like Shane Dawson videos and stuff like oh my gosh do you remember Shanae yes racist <laughs> Shane is like racist. I used to like I used to watch like Smosh videos like those things are not appropriate They're for not. like 10 year olds or like how to basic yeah <laughs> <laughs> like who like, we have YouTube kids now, but honestly, I don't think that's stopping anyone. I feel like there's probably worse stuff on the internet now. Like, look honestly. at TikTok. Oh, yeah. It used to be a dancing app. Honestly, I feel like kids these days are probably worse off than I was. Their like, brains watching, are so lumpy. Like, they definitely have, like, I saw, I actually saw a TikTok about this. They were like, we need to start watching more long-form content because, like, watching, like, doing, like, apps like TikTok that, like, our short our, videos yeah. like your attention span is like getting shorter and shorter and you need to like you know sit down and like watch a movie or like watch a youtube video like even just like 15 minutes because like honestly like i feel it i find myself getting bored when i watch like youtube videos sometimes and it's like only like a if it like really grabs my attention like five nights of <laughs> <laughs> like a like a fnaf game theory video no but um no, I'm really scared for our next generation, though, because my roommate, he told me, so his friend's mom is an elementary teacher, and she told her that she found second graders vaping in the bathrooms, whenever that was, like, a huge thing what? in high school for us. What? Second graders. Okay, but where did they get a vape? I think that's on the parents. I think that they probably have, like, older siblings or something, because that's more, like, high schoolers. I know, but at the same time, I don't think it's like a I don't think it's like a generational thing. I think if if you give like any second grader a vape, they're gonna like try it. But like I'm just imagining them like puff puff passing in the in the bathroom, Bruh. like during like their party. An time. eight year old getting like buzzed in the bathroom. <laughs> that would kill them. <laughs> so what flavor? Blue raspberry. Y'all got blue raspberry. Banana. Anyone got lush eyes? <laughs> 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 Y'all missed the mango pie. <laughs> That's foul. I who? That's so okay. Bad. That's really bad. But. I mean, I used to hear rumors all the time about, like, sixth graders, like, having sex and, like, fifth graders having sex in the bathrooms. Like, that was, like, I think it's been a thing where, like... But it's just, like, it keeps going backwards. Like, we're not, we're I know, but I think that's an anomaly. I just, I don't think that that's really... I mean, it could be. I'm I scared like that, like, more natural more selection's gonna start working and then, like, babies are gonna start doing this. <laughs> like, it's gonna come out the womb with a nicotine <laughs> addiction. <laughs> like, like, it's taking those traits. <laughs> I'm so I mean, scared. I think if you like do, dr I mean, if you do drugs during your pregnancy, your baby comes out like addicted. Or like, like if you do like heroin like, and stuff. Like they they can they become. Like you have like addicted. a crack baby. Like that thing comes out addicted to crack. <laughs> 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 no, that's so bad though. I'm really scared for our next generation, because like, like, how second graders. <laughs> that's just one that's just one that you heard no but like the grapevine like i honestly feel like because like there's like um in my high school there's like middle schoolers that are doing it too 
yeah. like they were like vaping in PE. <laughs> I think <laughs> that I think that defeats the purpose of PE. <laughs> like honestly, what what type of education are you teaching? I not think, physical. Yeah, I think that the two years of not going to school really hurt a lot of like kids because the thing is like. This is bad, but I think a lot of parents, like, rely on teachers to, like, parent their kids. Some people don't know how to parent their kids. So when they're home for two years and you have a parent who doesn't know how to parent, you send your kid back to school expecting them to, like, behave. Like, I've seen TikToks of, like, teachers who are, like, my kids, like, destroyed my classroom. And it's just, like, normal, like, second graders. Like, it's just second graders, but they've, like, they don't know how to, like, be at school and, like, behave. Yeah. I get that. And it's definitely as a result of the pandemic. like Especially since, like, whenever you're younger, you definitely... Because it could also, like, portray the parents. Because, mm-hmm. like, kids are very influential at a young age, and they retain things influenced. the most. Kids are not influential. They're influenced. Easily influenced. I think... Um, have you seen JoJo Siwa? <laughs> like, influential. Have you seen kid Maddie pre- B. Kid raps. President? <laughs> <laughs> Maddie B. Raps. Mason Ramsey. Like, tell me that. All I want to do... Stop trying to cover up the fact that you said the wrong word. <laughs> People make mistakes, and you should grow and learn from it. No. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> that's all we have for today. <laughs> um. Thanks for listening. Peace out, Girl Scouts. Um. Tune in for the next episode next of week. Mash posh. Mash posh. Boom.